Hello and welcome back to Making an Artist. I'm your host, Shanna Shrum, creator, coach, and pottier. We have a fantastic episode for you today, but first, some potty business. You have 24 hours to enter to win one of two free tickets sponsored by Alexandra Marks Jewelry for 2019 Goals, More Joy, Less Bullshit online workshop on November 17th. This is an online workshop so you can enter to win on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and attend from anywhere in the world. Alexandra Marks ships, so be sure to check out alexandramarksjewelry.com for your Christmas shopping. Their jewelry is affordable and luxurious, which is basically my middle name. On today's episode, we have Danielle Chintentoronond, owner and creator of Monsoon Pottery. In it, we talk about how your body doesn't lie, navigating capitalism and accessibility, and finding and minding your own business. Enjoy on and it's but it's like not like quite enough like i'm a very I feel, hot i feel person. fine you feel okay yeah okay. i run warm too but um the seasons are changing and so my studio is getting really cold mm. and so i'll go upstairs after i'm done working for a while i'll be like why am i like freezing my tits off <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then jack's like you've been down there for like six hours i'm like <laughs> uh, do you um do you like lose time sometimes when you're creating i do i think that's wild i'm gonna use some too mm-hmm. i don't care it's like we're frenching yeah I'm sharing the same <laughs> tactic. um yeah i do but honestly i've um recently imposed some uh, sort of limits. On oh my account. god, I love boundaries. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so now I don't allow myself to work more than three hours straight at a time. <gasps> Great. Because it is so physical and like... Yes. Um, and you're hunched? Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, You're like yeah. the hunchback of totally, Notre yeah. Dame, but like Chicago mm-hmm. pottery. <laughs> yeah, and I'll like go upstairs and I have this foam roller and I'll just... I'll lie down on it, um, you know, I'll align the roller with um, my spine, and then I'll just kind of, like, lie there for a while oh my with God. my arms out, <laughs> um, and that's usually, like, how I'll take a break, or I'll, like, go exercise or something, just get the body, like, so realigned. Um, I didn't always used to be that way. Well, what does that have, like, age, I feel like. Well, it's- yeah, it's age, and then also, I have, um... I have, like, slight scoliosis. Oh. And so I wasn't taking good care of my body before when I started doing this. Okay. And then um, there's this pesky little um, bone in my back that's kind of, like, bones connected to my rib or something. What? And then that becomes dislocated. Um, And then I, like, can't get out of bed and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so then I'll have to, like, I have a chiropractor I go to. And then, you know, when that started happening on, like, more regularly than it should have. Um, yeah. Started with like the rolling, the stretches, yoga, Pilates, like, mm-hmm. and now I'm good. I'm not getting injured anymore. So well, I gotta, I gotta treat this thing like a machine, you know, it, or like a delicate object. That's mm-hmm. interesting. That's a Julia Cameron quote. Mm-hmm. I can't claim that, but I do live, laugh, love it all the time. <laughs> um, 
Oh my god. Well, first of all, we haven't even introduced you, and I have already uh-huh. so many things to say. Uh, so yeah, can you yeah. tell the folks at home who you are and what I, you do? I am Danielle Chitinteranond, and I own Monsoon Pottery. I make pottery for a living. And it's beautiful. Thanks. It's gorgeous. You can go to Instagram. Where's your Instagram? Monsoon Pottery. Go to Instagram and uh-huh. stare at her pottery while we talk for the next hour <laughs> That's or so. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's very, like, relaxing to just look at your pieces. I have heard that from people before. Yeah. Like, um, I've heard from other potters that it's uh, like a tranquil vibe yeah. I've heard it is and your color tones like you're, you're really nice real good stuff and you always like put food it on tight. it I'm into that yeah the color <laughs> tones need to be tight but yeah 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 I'm all about dinnerware. Yeah. But I also want to go back wear. to the self-care discovery. Yeah. Um, there was also something I was going to say, treating yourself like a precious object. What else were we talking about before that? Um, um, oh, your body. Know. Your body doesn't lie. Yeah. That's no. been a big theme that's come up <laughs> yeah, for that's right. me a lot lately. Yeah. Is like, your body ain't telling no like falsehoods on you it's gonna no. tell you it's gonna it's gonna speak up and if you ignore it it's gonna scream at you yeah my body has screamed at me a lot <sighs> girl it's screaming at me <laughs> right now <laughs> oh, do you need some ibuprofen I have some uh no you know what I am gonna go home and I'm just gonna like um ice my arm though oh my god because <laughs> I was doing this uh I, I'm wrapping up this huge commission right now um which is not actually a commission because it's really just commission to rent and then I'm going to have to move the pieces myself somehow. But, um, yeah, there are all these carved rim pieces that okay. I did. And so, you know, I did, a, I think I did, I don't know, like 40 of them or something like that. And Jeez, like, that's a lot um, of repetition. It is. And that's when the stress injuries come into yeah. play. Yeah. And so, like, my right arm, I'm right-handed. Okay. So I'm just sitting there kind of, like, carving um, the edges of these plates like you're skinning a grapefruit or something with a knife, oh. you know? <laughs> How satisfying, though. <laughs> satisfying I have to say it's it's repetitive and it's like it's like precision work too Uh but I don't like precision work if it's like (laughs) the result though yeah it's beautiful so great and then as you're doing it you're just like I got mad skills yes (laughs) well let's talk about that so how when did you step into this artistry this medium I stepped into this medium about three years ago oh wow yeah that's it (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Wow. And what were you doing before that? Oh, yeah, you said you had a tech job. Yeah. <gasps> we love to talk about past jobs around oh here. My God. <laughs> oh, I do not like to talk about my past really? job. Well, well, we I don't, don't know. It just no, we can talk about it, yeah. but it's just like I feel like, you know, I could go on and on and on and on about it, but like basically I was working in the tech world. I uh-huh. started after college. Um Okay. Making I grad- that coin. Yeah. What did you major in? Physics. Oh, but you know what's really fucking cool? Pottery is like physics. It's a, there's a lot of like chemistry yeah. in pottery. I just took my first two classes, so I like know everything now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I you took physics classes? No, I took pottery classes. Oh, I was like, what? fuck physics, seriously. <laughs> just kidding. It's all right. I mean, I yeah, I uh, I had an interest in astrophysics, and wow. so like I got. I got a specialization in astrophysics when I did uh-huh. my physics degree, and I did, like, research and stuff, but Whoa. then, like, I didn't want to go to grad school, and honestly, there wasn't a lot of good mm. mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. career guidance in place for those of us who did not want to get a PhD. Okay. And so, I just kind of went to the career center and just, like, applied to a million jobs. You're like, and- where's a paycheck? 
Basically. Yeah. And, you know, I got really lucky. I got one job offer and I just took it right away. And then the recession hit. Oh, my God. I know. And so I was I was just kind of like, I got to make this work, you know. Yeah. I was I was lucky that they didn't rescind my offer because that was happening to a lot of kids on campus right. in 2008. I mean, I was in the workforce in 2008, so yeah. it was a very scary time for some people. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I worked just... in property management, which was an extra oh, scary gosh. time. I was, like, the only one that was retained. Like, <laughs> Lucky you, though. That means you're, you were probably really good at what you were doing. I was employee of the year, the year <laughs> I quit. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. This isn't about me, though. This is about you. (laughs) So, tech world, you have your jobby job. You're hustling in the jobs. How did that Uh feel? Um, honestly, I was so young, and Uh I just... You're just like, cool, people are paying me to come places. Pretty much. I mean, the goal at that point was just not to move home. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I'm from upstate New York. I'm from this, like post-industrial town, Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, if you're into college sports, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine place to live. Yeah. I am not very into that. Uh-huh. And so also, like, when I was young, I had this, you know, extreme need to be, like, where things were happening and, like, Ooh. wanting to be in a city where there was culture. You and like be in the hot spot. Yeah, and I just wanted to be, like, really grown up really fast, and I was just like, I'm moving to a city, but my sister was already in New York, and I kind of wanted to... You wanted to spread your wings and make your own way? That's right, yeah, because she's an an older sister, so... Oh, okay. What'd she do? Oh, now she's a director of finance. Okay. um, Can she help me with some things? (laughs) Kimpton Hotels, you know, probably, (laughs) yeah. She's a smart lady. <laughs> it's one of my yeah. 2019 goals, become financially literate. Oh, yeah. she could definitely help Oh, my you God. We're going to talk, we're gonna talk later. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, but, like, two very, like, structured paths. Like, being in the finance world is, like, pretty structured, with the exception of the recession, right? But so No you, consequences either, apparently. Uh, <laughs> 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 sprinkle a cash on people and walk away and you're like bye here what happens it's fine I'm in but I'm interested in that like you guys had these like normal like it sounds like you came from this quote-unquote I hate the word normal but mm-hmm. you know for our culture like get a job that's right go to I work mean, that's certainly what my parents uh-huh. wanted both of us to do sure. and actually she was a career changer too she originally um they had been pressuring her to be a lawyer her okay. whole life And then she kind of, you know, imploded and was like, I want to work in hospitality. Oh, okay. um, And, you know, I had my moment, too. Uh (laughs) um, I mean, okay, so here's a a funny story. Um, When we were really young, when we were kids, I was like five or something. For some reason, I have a very vivid memory of it. I remember everything. I'm a cancer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an Aquarius. So, I mean, I don't know that much about astrology, Uh but I feel like people who do, that helps them. And we were in the car and my dad was like, what do you girls want to be when you grow up? And Uh I think, you know, my sister being seven, older, wiser. Oh, so mature. Yeah. um, She knew that she should have said a lawyer and that's what she said. Um, Good girl. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be an artist. Yes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I knew. I knew. And then you tried not to be an artist and then it just keeps coming after you. No, I was forbidden to be an artist. Let's dive into that. Let me tell you, Shanna, <laughs> about growing up Asian. Oh. 
Oh, honey. <laughs> Tell us, please. I'm, yeah. yeah. First generation Asian American. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what that's like. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if when you were a kid you were terrified of your parents, but like we were. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they give you that look and you would just yeah. snap in line, oh, yeah. you know? But oh, yeah. um, I mean, we didn't have that traditional an upbringing in the sense that like in – like for other American kids, mm-hmm. I would say, because my parents own restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so we were we were growing up in that environment and like there was even a restaurant, one of their earliest restaurants. It was in a <laughs> it was in a funeral home, like an old funeral home. Well that will keep your business booming though. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my dad's like superstitious. And, um, you know, there was, uh-huh. like, this whole thing. And the staff, it was just kind of matter of fact that there was this haunted booth in the restaurant, too. What? Spooky yeah. booths? Ooh, yeah. it is October. It is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, yeah, he got, like, this monk to come in and, like, exercise the place. Holy shit. Yeah. There's, like, pictures of us in, like, it's so funny. My sister and I are wearing, like, the same outfit. It's, like, this polka-dotted um, red dress. It's, like, blue polka dots. And then we just, like, look like we're in tutus or whatever. And then we're sitting on the floor, and there's this monk in robes. And sa- and then we're taking, like, family photo. Like, like, selfie. <laughs> Happy exorcism. <laughs> You're like, yeah. It was pretty funny. Uh, oh, my God. But, but, yeah, that was, like, the environment. And then there was, like, you know, living quarters above. above. Okay, so you... So not only do were your because like to own a restaurant is like extremely hard and, and intensely hard work. Yeah. But like your parents <laughs> literally lived at their job. And so did we. And you guys lived at a funeral home. <laughs> Basically. Oh my god! Did For, you see not that? that not, not that, that long, long though. It wasn't that long. Like they um they then moved to this. Uh, location in downtown Syracuse and that's where they've been ever since for like 20 plus years oh my god uh yeah like so the work ethic intense totally and then for you to be like I want to be an artist they must have been like the fuck do you say (laughs) exactly like yeah I mean and they come from pretty traditional families too like my mom's dad was like an engineer okay um, and then my you know like they both went to college and like um they have parents who had expectations. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is super funny because then they're like, let's move to America and open a restaurant. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're like, let's do the hardest thing we can think of. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, they're super cool people and they're uh-huh. really talented and they're really good at what they do. And they're artists. Yeah, like, I know. That's exactly what I was about to yeah. say. I was like, owning a restaurant like is a certain level of artistry like to make Yeah, food. I mean, because it's not just like they were running it or anything. No. Like, my dad is... He was the chef. Yeah. And my mom is still the pastry chef. Oh, my God. Yeah. These two little fucking artists were like, don't you dare be an artist. And then you're like, I'm going to be an artist anyways. Yeah. Lol. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. So, okay. So, when did you quit your job? Like, how did that, how did you transition from your job into three years ago? Let's talk about mm-hmm. that. That's, that's, I'm always fascinated about, like, <laughs> issuing the traditional career trajectory essentially that's right yeah I mean that's like some scary shit and I've done it a few times <laughs> yeah yeah that's right it is scary it is scary yeah there's a lot of freak outs and oh my God. I feel like of course you kind of hit bottom um, like a few times yeah <laughs> let's be real like in the 15 20 no <laughs> well I was working at a startup so that was like my third job in tech okay. and I had actually started um in software engineering and I had, like, learned how to do that. And then um, by the time 
I was finishing up my tech career, I transitioned into user experience design and research. Okay. And so I, you know, there were still like some coding and stuff involved in that and like data, whatever. Uh But um, it was for sure the more creative side of it. And there was, there was a lot of design work that I had to do, which I enjoyed more. I was like, you know what, this industry, I knew from the beginning, it kind of wasn't for me, but Uh I needed to keep that job, man. And you had to land somewhere while you're figuring it out. Yeah. And so I was like, I better not get fired because I don't know what's happening with the economy. And if I lose this job, I'm probably not going to get another one. Um, So like, I feel like there were a lot of fear-based decisions that were happening. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then I was like, oh, well, like, let me make a small move this way and maybe things are going to get better, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll like it more. And, you know, I think that if that environment had been a little bit different, a little bit more supportive and Mm -hmm. a little bit less ego-driven, I might No, (laughs) really? I'm so surprised. Yeah, I mean, the tech industry is the most toxic industry there is. For women. I mean, except for maybe the restaurant industry. Oh. (laughs) And let me tell you, science isn't a picnic either for women. (laughs) So I'm just like, I'm like trying to move around. Let me just bop from each one that like treats me less than the one preceding it. Yeah. And you know what? Like I'm kind of a mouthy bitch. Oh my God. I'm live, laugh, loving that. (laughs) And I'm... I have, like, a very logical mind, you yeah. know? I'm it's like, why like, are we doing this? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'll say it. Mm-hmm. And then when I don't say it, then somebody's like, What happened? Yeah. What happened? This didn't go right. Yeah. And so, let me tell you what men in the tech industry don't like. They don't like a woman coming and telling them that what they're doing doesn't make a lot of sense. I would bet you a thousand bitcoins that they would hate me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it just, that's kind of the color of it. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So what, you were, like, stewing and brewing in that. Yeah, and I was trying to, you know, like, the last job I had in the industry was a startup, which is something I, I had always wanted to try since I started mm-hmm. in that, because I was like, oh, this is, like, a thing that's happening yeah. right now. I wonder what that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exhausting. Basically, without, like telling you a two-hour-long story I don't know. About I can it. cut things. I'm a good editor. <laughs> I basically had ideological <clears throat> differences with how mm-hmm. the company was being run. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was just, like, this moment in a conference room mm-hmm. where... Oh, my God. Was it your Jerry Maguire moment? Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't agree with this. Uh-uh. And the conversation went something like, well, then why do you want to be here? And then I was, I was like, <gasps> oh, great question. I was like, I don't think I do. <laughs> and that's when I quit. Holy shit. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the best quit. This beats my quitting. What, what's your quitting story? <laughs> I mean, I just saved up all the money that they kept giving me in raises <laughs> and then used it to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm like fiscally responsible, so mm-hmm. I knew I could quit at any time, but mm-hmm. I think I have like some sort of loyalty complex where oh, like, honey, even though it same. wasn't going yeah. well there for a while, mm-hmm. I felt like, I don't know, I think I, I didn't feel like I had given it every single thing that I could have given it or maybe, uh, you, I, if, and if you're anything like me, cause I'm, I feel like I'm the same way. Like I will try 50 different strategies yes. to make it work. And then when I, like, have panic attacks in the middle of the night and I know I can't, then that's when I'm just like, okay, you can't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The body doesn't lie. (laughs) That's right. It'll tell you. It'll wake you up in the middle of the night and be like, you have to quit this. 
this job. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what? Like, I just wasn't doing well at that point either because mm-hmm. my body wasn't lying. Like, when right. I get really stressed yeah. out, my hair falls out. <gasps> Girl. So I was just like, oh, my God. Like, what's happening? I'm just like, I was getting yeah. super thin. Oh my like, God. my hair was falling out. Like, and it was the right choice at the time. But... It sounds like it was a thousand percent the right <laughs> choice. Like, get your hair back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like I was, it was falling out in clumps or anything. No, but, but that's scary. Like, and the fact that it's falling out is stressful. And yeah. then that further feeds into your stress. And when, like, it just becomes this terrible cycle. And you, like, the only thing that you can really do to stop it is to leave. That's right. It's like yeah. any toxic relationship, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. can be a job. It can be a person. It could be, uh, you know, political yeah. party. It could be, like, it's all the same, in my opinion. Mm, that's right. Hi, do you like what you're hearing? If so, swing on by patreon.com backslash life of the potty and become a patron. This is a listener supported podcast. So any amount you can support making an artist with is enough and greatly appreciated. If you can't become a patron right now, please rate, review, and share your favorite episodes so we can keep the conversation going. Thank you and potty. Like I was... I was also drinking a lot uh-huh. when I was in that yep. industry, especially in the startup world too, yep. because um, you, mm-hmm. guys just kind of like crack beers at four. And then if you're not doing that with them, mm-hmm. you miss out on key companies. Yeah. Yeah. You have to play their game. Exactly. I was drunk constantly when I was in commercial property management. I was also in my 20s, so yeah. I feel like I was like, which, which one came first? Yeah, you know, chicken totally. or the egg? Yeah. But I also think I was trying to deal with the stress of it, and I didn't have the tools to properly do that at the time. Yeah, I mean, I think that, the yeah, totally the drinking for me was about, like, pushing things down mm-hmm. or just, like, dealing with yeah. frustration that got pent up. And, you know, I was just thinking back to how I was handling my life at that point. Like, mm. I was going to the gym every morning in my building to, like, run a little bit. But yeah. honestly, I did that so that I would just be nicer to everybody. Whoa. That wasn't even for you? No. Wow. Not, not really. I mean, it kind of was, like, you know, self-preservation, insurance sure. policy, like... <laughs> Because then like, when I've had it, I just like say things. Oh my god, I want I want to see that. <laughs> you got to push me pretty far. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm always thinking it. <laughs> Girl, become more you, honey. I want to see. <laughs> so you're so you're at this job. You're like drunk, tucking, and yeah. running, hungover probably in the morning. Yeah, totally. I was in my twenties though at that time too. Yeah. So so you could do. I could do that then too. I can't fucking do that now. Like, no, no now way. that I'm thirty and my body's like fuck you, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you want to you want to run today. Those three glasses of wine last night. Say no, you don't. That's right. That's right. That's right. But you left. So did you leave? Okay, so you left. And then what'd you do? I hit pause for a long time. Whoa. Yeah. Um. I was actually super surprised that my parents were so supportive uh-huh. of me in that moment because I think they just kind of saw that I was yeah. emotionally drained, completely gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember I quit in December, and so when I came home for Christmas, <sighs> they were just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> like, well, because I think too, with most parents, their love will supersede their desire for you to achieve. Totally. And you know what? I think my sister blazed that trail a little bit for me, too, Mm -hmm. because she changed her Mm -hmm. career um, earlier than I did. She Mm -hmm. ended up, you know, going to 
she actually did a really cool thing. She went to hotel management school, and it was like also a business program in Switzerland. What? Yeah, oh, that I've heard of that. I feel like that, that's like the like Hotelier the de fucking, Lausanne. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the top notch of the hotel that's right. world. Yeah, EHL. It's like the Harvard of hotel school. So where did you? Where did you? How did you find um, Clay? So like. I was doing, um, I was just trying different classes and yes. stuff. Um, because That's how you do it. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I had always been interested in art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd always had like an aptitude for it, mm-hmm. but. Uh, had you tried it before? Had you tried pottery Yeah. Before? No, I hadn't. Okay. I mean, the last pottery I had made before I got back into pottery was, I found it at my house. My mom keeps everything. Which oh my God. I love. I know. Um. <laughs> We love but it, it was, already. you know, so cute. something about like, you know, it was like a pendant shape and uh-huh. it was something I made when I was six years old. <laughs> okay. So like, yeah, this is fresh new stuff for you. Basically. Yeah. Okay, I, I love this mm-hmm. because we are so often told that we have to have like our quote, unquote, like our 10,000 hours, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I like, don't believe in that anymore. Really? I don't believe in 10,000 hours anymore. Oh, that's interesting. Why not? Because I don't think you have to be perfect at something to do it and to be good at it. Do you know what I mean? Like, No, I totally agree with yeah, you. Like, yeah. I just don't think that 10,000 hours suggests that there needs to be a perfection there. Well, there's like a Malcolm Gladwell thing to it. Have you heard of that? Well, I've heard of Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Well, um, it's, his, it's his theory of 10,000 yeah. hours. Like if you, like, you know. Well, to become I, an expert, right? Right. Become an expert. Thank yeah. you. And I think... I think that sets a really high bar, and I think that keeps a lot of people blocked from trying new things. Oh. Because they're like, oh, I'm 28, I'm 30, I'm yeah. 45, like, what's the fuck the point if uh-huh. I can't be, you know, expert level achievement unlocked uh-huh. immediately? You know what? Me and my family, like, we have a very unique relationship with expertise. Ooh, interesting. Um, because I feel like my dad, like growing up, seeing him, he just kind of got into things mm-hmm. and just got way into them. Mm-hmm. You know, like when in the 90s or whatever, he got into smoking cigars because he used to be a cigarette smoker and then a pipe smoker. Okay. And then he got into cigars and that was kind of like the... Wine the, of tobacco. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's like when the... The magazine, like, Cigar Aficionado oh, yeah. was, like, I had a friend you know, in high school. Her dad opened, like, a cigar shop. We would go in there and hang out all the time and smoke yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> right. This was back when you could smoke inside, yes, too. It totally was. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, but he got so into it. And then, like, when he opened the sister restaurant for their first restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, their second restaurant. They have three now. But that was a cigar bar with single malt scotches and, like, humidor. And well. You know, it was like a bistro type thing. And Syracuse is not ready for that. Well, it still isn't. Yeah. I mean, so that place is kind of like a steakhouse now, but uh-huh. they still keep glassware in the humidor, the old humidor. Um, and so, you know, like my mom too, she's a total self-starter. Yeah, and same. she didn't go to pastry school or anything. She no, just fucking figure it out. She bought like 50 books and was yeah. like, all right, I can just, I can follow version a of recipe. Google. Yeah. Yeah. Because there wasn't Google back then. And so I kind of just took that with me, and I was yeah. like, all right, well, like, if I want to pick it up, I can pick it up, and yeah. if I want to learn Ooh, it, I then... I love that, that your parents instilled that in you by by doing that exact thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I didn't really feel like anything, and I still don't really feel like anything is off limits to me. No, bitch. <laughs> yes. I mean, and 
also I randomly got a physics degree, which is not totally something I wanted to do, by the way. But like, hashtag easy. <laughs> it was not easy. It's just sure especially it not easy. I'm super sure it wasn't. If you're not that into it either. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, and I think too with the whole quote like again, the ten I don't with the whole ten thousand hours thing is like there's a there's a expectation of access that like somebody's gonna have access to yeah, something in right. money like right. the examples that i've kind of heard from like the mouth like you know the mouth and glow or whatever is like well those people like kind of had access to money and mm-hmm. but you can make your own by buying some books that's right and like or just going to the library and taking stuff yeah, out for free go to the fucking library. i mean and now we have the internet it's god like oh my god internet i can't tell you how many pottery videos i've watched on youtube do you know how i learned how to edit videos Watching YouTube? 12-year-old prepubescent boys <laughs> on YouTube. Do they have little tutorials? Oh, tutorial? my God. They do, and their little voices crack, and it's oh. so sweet. And you're just like, thanks, buddy. I I needed to know how to do that. You know what? I would totally learn tech from yeah. a child because mm-hmm. I feel like they they're are the authority. Because Also because they're, well, because they're just little sponges. That's right. So they're picking everything up so fast, and they're, you know, and they're just like, uh, mm-hmm. sorry I haven't posted in a while, but um, if you want to do this... <laughs> Uh, color grade this way, oh, and it's like you're just like God bless you, like <laughs> God bless your sweet little heart. I hope you get laid someday, pal. Like, <laughs> Not without that archival footage. <laughs> I got it saved too. Oh like, my god. Yeah, but I mean that's like I don't know. I'm a big self fan of self starters. I'm yeah. I'm also a big fan of classes. I'm not a big fan of degrees because they're expensive and they uh-huh. put you in student debt. Honestly, I hate school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always hated school. Um, Ooh. But yeah, my parents like needed me to go to college. I kind of, it was the tacit agreement, you know, okay. that I had, you know, the very minimum that I had to do on their terms right. was get a college degree. Right. And I couldn't get an art degree like I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like little five-year-old you wanted. Yeah. Um, I, I just kind of picked something. You know what it is? It's like, I think I'm kind of a slow reader. Oh. I take a lot of time because I feel like I want to absorb everything. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I like to read and reread and I don't know. It's just, I feel like I look at my sister and she can finish a book in a day and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know. I just can't read that fast. So that kind of ruled out a lot of things for me because there's a huge amount of reading that is involved in a lot of majors. And then also, I don't like memorizing things. I like just don't like sitting down and memorizing shit. So like, like a shit actress. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. I don't like doing it either, though. That's why I write my own shit. <laughs> but like, you know, that rules out a lot of shit yeah. too. Is that, you know, because like being a doctor is basically... Ugh, memorizing, memorizing a lot everything. of It's memorizing a lot memorizing of Memorizing how not to kill people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's important. You should memorize that. You should super. <laughs> Those are, like, I, and I've said it before on the podcast, but, like, the only people who need to be, like, super experts are, like, surgeons and pilots. That's right. Although I heard pilots just push a button now. They don't do shit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Duh. Like, some pilots going to hear this and be like, I'm going to email you life in the potty at gmail.com. <laughs> like, I'm going to see if these girls are on my flight. <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> Let's date. So where did you go to try pottery? Like, where? Oh, Lil Street. Lil Street? Oh, yeah. well, that's like on a Ravenswood. Yeah, I was... That's uh, just down on my way. On my way up here, I was like, oh, this is like my drive to Lil. Yeah. So yeah. was it just a class that you decided to take, take out of yeah. the multitude of classes that you were you know, taking? I had taken another class there before I took okay. um, surface design. Yeah, so I took a class there and then um, wasn't super into it to be 
Patterns at first? No, that other oh, class the first I class. took. Okay. Um, and most of the other art classes I had taken in the past had been 2D. And so I, I oh, knew okay. I liked art. I knew I loved design. Mm. But I just sort of, there's something about 2D art that just doesn't. Do it for you. Yeah. It doesn't tickle your pickle. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But I, I also love that you were doing this process of elimination, which I think a lot of people are don't, well, maybe not a lot of people, but I think it's hard for some folks mm-hmm. where they're like, I don't want to try this thing because what if I don't like it? And it's like, well, if you don't like it, you just don't fucking go back. Exactly. And then you try something yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. Like it's literally just a process of elimination. Like y'all do elimination diets constantly. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> this is a physical form of that thing. That's exactly To figure right. out yeah. what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Like, I did that and I didn't, you know, I wasn't super into it, but because I was in that building, mm-hmm. I got to see the ceramics. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. And so that was um that was the first floor. Okay. Um the entire first floor and the place where I was taking a class was like a conference room basically and I was just like ooh. Um and then I went down there and I was like oh this looks really cool and yeah. I mean you know I I'd grown up in a food preparation and presentation mm-hmm. sort of environment and um, just seeing that people were making functional objects and seeing those come out on the carts mm-hmm. and everything. I was like, oh, this could actually be super fun. And I feel like I already have an idea of like what I might want, what I might want to make. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll take, I should take this class next. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And then I was hooked. Really? Yeah, and the cool thing about Lil, too, is that, like, if you enroll in a class there, it open studio from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. is free every single day. And so you, if you're at rock bottom taking a break from your failed career, uh-huh. where you want to be from 10 to 10. It's <laughs> open studio. It's open studio. I'm going to need at least $25 from them for this plug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I did, out, just I did outgrow it. I'm uh, not there anymore. Right. Well, yeah. well, and that's that's super, that's really interesting too. So mm-hmm. you go there, you get like your baseline education in pottery. Is that? Yeah. I mean, I took a, I took like the first time potter class and then I took a few other classes okay. there and just to get the open studio time and yeah. then to increase you know, my skill, but ultimately, I mean, I think it's interesting that we were talking about the 10,000 hours thing Mm -hmm. because I, that was kind of in my mind when I was like going there and I was like, oh, I want to be really good at this and I'm just Mm going to put in my hours Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. Like, I don't know, I don't know why that's like a thing for Uh me where I'm just like, oh, okay, now I found it. Now I'm going to get really good at it. Uh Like, because things that I don't care about at all. Like, um, I can't even see them. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'll, like, walk into a grocery store, and I'm just like, I don't see everything that's in it. Oh, you have, like, kind of a tunnel vision for the things <laughs> sort that you of. love. Yeah. I think that's pretty... I feel like that's that's on the money. Is it? Know. I don't I definitely, like don't not see olives. I fucking hate olives. <laughs> but they're constantly everywhere. People are ruining things with them all the time. But Yeah, I, I mean, see you them. know, I'm not... It's like, I notice that they sell 40s of rosé now. <laughs> but I'm not saying that I see that. Yes. You yes, know, that's, yes. not, that's not part of the world that I'm taking in mm-hmm. that I'm going to consider. Is it kind of like after you decided pottery was the thing, like pottery was kind of everywhere? Um... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was, um, and not even just pottery, but, you know, inspiration for pottery too. Yes. So like, when I was see just... see what you're looking for. Exactly. And when you're paying attention, mm-hmm. you will find what you're looking for. That's right. Uh-huh. 
And this is where Pinterest comes in. <laughs> Bitch, I love that Me too. I yeah, have so many so boards and everything. I mean, and just even looking at stuff like glassware, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of my drinkware is inspired by glassware. Mm. Um, because I love etching. I love super luxury glass la- glassware. I love luxury. We talked about that already. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I'm glad I'm here because <laughs> I love luxury too. Yes, but yeah, that's kind of like by design how I ended up having to do this company because if it's just me and I'm making a limited number of things uh-huh. to shake out a living wage, which I can't do right now with my pottery alone, Okay, um, I have to operate in the luxury market as a one-woman w- shop. Okay. But if I were to take more people on and, you know, try to figure that out. And do like a production line kind of thing. Yeah, like do a yeah, design like line and then, and and then figure out like a like a way that people can just implement my stuff, like either slip casting or jiggering or whatever. Okay. Like then that could be, that could change. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, like industrial revolutionize your shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm still, I'm still not sure if that's what I want. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. so when did you start Monsoon Pottery? Um, I started it, I think about two years ago, but. So you started pottery and then a year later you're like, I'm going to start a pottery company. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's Basically. awesome. I love yeah. it. Look at the fucking ovaries on you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. I'm super into this. You know what, though? I think it was a lot of just being at Lil, making so much stuff, practicing so much, mm-hmm. and then having my friends have an interest in buying it. Mm-hmm. And then also knowing that I couldn't keep all this stuff because, you know... If you're going to practice all the time, yeah, you're <laughs> you, going to have a lot of stuff. You I, mean, I had like six bowls waiting to be glazed still. <laughs> yeah. Where did you take your class? I took mine at Nod Pottery up in Rogers Park. Oh, I don't know that yeah. one. It's, uh, Sarah runs it. She's real cool. Shout out to her. Um, she is a nonprofit, runs it all by herself, does like $22, like here's some clay, let me teach you how to throw on the wheel. Oh, this thing. is the drop-in that you mm-hmm. were telling yeah, me about drop-in. that you went mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Okay, Yeah, cool. super la- relaxed, very yeah. easygoing. I mean, I kind of want to do stuff like that. You um, should. In general, just, I mean like myself dropping in, not yeah. people dropping into my studio. <laughs> oh, I feel like either way. No, <laughs> I'm not an educator. <laughs> okay. He, it's just as important to know what you don't like as it is what you do like. I'm just, like, so rigid in the Uh ways that I want to do things. And Uh I think that I'm, like, serious to a fault sometimes where I'm, like, if someone wants to roll in, and you know how they have those classes now where they're, like, it's happy hour. You can come in and we'll center the clay for you. And I'm just, like, you can start by cleaning my floor. And if you do a good job at that, maybe I'll I'll treat, like, teach you how to wedge clay. (laughs) You know what? I think there's a certain type of person out there that is the perfect student for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I need someone who's willing to undergo some sort of tuttleage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> also, I can fuck my... I'm like a good centerer. Oh, yeah? Look at yeah. you. I can center some Do you know, it, that takes some people up to a year to learn how to do correctly. Well, I fucked it up the second I got in there. I was like, bam, centered, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no. She even said the teacher... Yeah, Sarah was like, you centered really good. And it ended up being like a nice little pot. Yeah. I put some plants in. What more potty in your life? Head on over to lifeofthepotty.com and sign up to receive the Potty Report. It's a super fun newsletter that will keep you knee-deep in potty knowledge and goings-on. We've always got fun things in the works, and you're invited to all of it. I'm still living for you being like, I've been doing pottery for a year, and now you want to open, us, open up a company and sell luxury pieces to, like, rich white people. Honestly, I hope that that's not going to be the audience but yeah. I mean I think that to 
to an extent it has been so far because it's usually older people who have money and um honestly like I feel like when I was in high school I would have rather had some sort of instruction about how there was not going to be a middle class by the time I was in my 30s <laughs> than about like fucking defenestration of Prague or something I'm like no one cares yeah. nobody cares <laughs> Everybody needs to know how to get by in the future. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a, that's like some tension that is, you know, ever present in how I think about my work, how I think about pricing my work, how I want to grow my business. Because yeah. if I do, you know, if it is a core value to me to make my work more accessible, yeah. then that's something that I'll have to do. But I still, I still haven't reached a point where I understand what exactly is the right way to go for me. And I think it, I think it's, again, it's another like process of like trial and error. Like, yeah. I think too, for me, I've had to like think outside of the box because like creative coaching is kind of a luxury. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if I have clients that come in, I do sliding scale uh, with my, mm-hmm. and then, but how do I reach more people at a lower, more accessible price point? Well, workshops. I think what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was like yeah. literally the answer was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, workshops. Yeah. And then, or group coaching or, you know what I mean? Like, let's, what is it? Amortize the price, cost of my time yeah. across the multiple people. That's right. It's like, let's all go on on this gift. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's right. Like, nobody yeah. can afford to buy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I sort of just, you know, on one hand, I'm like, I'm really upset that not everyone can afford my work. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm just kind of like, fuck capitalism yeah. and mass production and, Agreed. you know, like the fact that the world is operating the way it is now where you can buy comparable objects to mine at Target for yeah. $2. And that that kind of, to me, sends a message like from society that you don't deserve to make a living doing this, what you choose to do. Whereas I'm sort mm-hmm. of like, I have this hard moral line inside of me where I'm like, no, everyone has value and like what you do has value and everyone should deserve to make a living doing whatever they wish. But that's not the reality we live right. in, right? So because well, it's not the structure, we haven't structured our culture in a way that supports that. Exactly. Right. And so on one hand, I'm like, this is a personal belief of mine. On the other hand, I'm just like, this is my fucking problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So And then we're into like navigating that, yeah. right, is, mm-hmm. is the challenge. Like you're... Exactly. Like trying to design the way you want this to yes. work in a way that aligns with your values, but is and also your artistic values, your personal values, your financial and values. Reality. And reality. Living <laughs> in the real world. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's kind of the stuff that stresses me out when I think about growth mm. is I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't want to carve out this little bubble for myself. But right. at the same time, I feel like the way I'm unapologetic about pricing is you know, kind of a form of protest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean... Because I'm just like, I do deserve to make a living, and I can't sell this yeah, to your you. Yeah, time, everyone's time is valuable. For any less than I'm right. selling it to you. People are like, oh, like, I have a secret Santa thing, and, like, people have actually come up to mm-hmm. me at shows before, and my mugs are, like, 40 bucks each, yeah. because I hate making mugs. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I love that you're like, this is very expensive, because I did not like making it. Exactly. I mean, like... <laughs> amazing i can't like i can't deal with mugs i don't like them uh-huh i just ha- i think ha- you should stop making it. i haven't reached that point yeah. in my career where i'm embracing the mug so yeah yeah like and they'll come up to me and they'll be like oh this is perfect for a secret santa thing that i have at my office but the 
budget for it is $20. Like, oh, wow, that's your budget then. Oh, and they're like, can you do anything? And I'm like, I can stand here and smile. Basically. (laughs) I mean, and honestly, at the end of these things, I get pretty salty because I'm pretty introverted. And so... That's you know, a lot of work for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, when someone comes up and says that to me, I'm just like, you know what? I can sell it to someone else without a discount, so you can't have a discount on that. <laughs> Did you say that to them? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, I hope you understand. I think that's a lesson, too, in economics <laughs> for some people. I mean, I just don't think that people are thinking when they come up to no, And, you know, I, they're not. Think, I love craft shows, and I'll yeah. go into craft shows. I do think that there's a disconnect between people who attend and people who sell, though, because, mm-hmm. like, there's there's this disconnect where you're like, oh, I understand that I'm going to a show where I get to meet the maker, and they're selling me things that they've actually made and, like, are meaningful to them and, therefore, is a more meaningful product to me, but then... On the other hand, they're like, oh, this is a retail environment and I can ask for a discount. And, yeah, it's you offensive. Know, some people do give the discounts, though. That's uh, a thing. Wow. There's like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of other potters mm-hmm. don't agree with my worldview. Sure. And, and that's them. <laughs> exactly. Like that's like. I, like Especially the boomers. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I bet. They're like, oh, let me sell this for 10 bucks. And I'm just like. It undercuts your price and your value. Exactly. And I'm just like, it would be nice to have a rich husband, but. And I think, I think if people stepped back and thought about how many hours goes into making each piece, how much time, how much like money you have to put up front too to like fire things and for clay and for paint and glaze. (laughs) Shanna, I bleed money. Every time I exhale, there's an expense (laughs) for my business coming out of my mouth. I just saw a dollar bill (laughs) flying. Yeah. Oh, there's a go to 20. (laughs) But, and then, and then not to, not even to finish, like to finish that thought, like to load up all your stuff, mm-hmm. drive it over to a show. Oh yeah. Unload it, lay it out, spend the t- hours there. And when you say my stuff, yeah. We're not talking about a jewelry vendor who Mm-mm. can put all their shit in one no. suitcase. You have to be sure that you don't break your pieces. And we're talking about like over 400 pounds of stuff. Jesus. So it's not a so small a- thing. People are like, "Oh, do you want to roll up and like sell for 3 hours at this thing?" I'm like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I think if we, I think if people kind of took a moment and thought about all of that effort and time and asked themselves, like, would you want to sell this mug for $10 after you'd done all of that? I think their answer would be a little different. I think that that's, like, something where, like, I think gender becomes a factor in it uh-huh. as well. Diddle-dee-dee. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. like, there's something, like... There's something that's considered soft about crafts. I'm not Mm. even going to say art because a lot of, you know, fine art excludes ceramics. Um, Really? It does. It's considered craft. I didn't know that. There's a lot of discussion around that topic. Oh, I bet there is. Yeah. It's um, like um, any book written by a woman is like chick flick or, you know, lady lit or something. I mean, but I think that the academic lines are pretty, like... Like, they're drawn hard lines, yeah, mm-hmm. drawn for for that distinction between art and craft with ceramics. But I think some people who are pretty staunch would be like, you know, I, Danielle, can't call myself an artist because of that. Oh, you can give them my phone number. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> my whole thing is that, like, I don't really care about that noise that's happening. I'm sure. just like, I consider myself an artist and a designer. I think um, you, you can call yourself an artist if you finger paint on a fucking wall. That's right. Which... <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I have this, I have this great friend who did like a, a grad degree in like, um, basically what is 
art uh-huh. and she will defend anyone's right to make the worst art I and still it. have it yeah. be called art yeah. <laughs> yeah. to her last breath. It matters. Yeah, it matters it to somebody, even if it's only the person that made it. It still matters. That's right. I also love, I mean, I love to make art that doesn't go anywhere. That's just like me just making something real dumb or stupid or even mm-hmm. great. I don't know. It could be beautiful too. Yeah. And like just keeping it just for the process of it, I think is, it's just fucking healthy. You know, like just to make something mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be anything other than a pleasurable experience. Totally. I think is. I try to do that delightful. between big projects just mm-hmm. to like sanity check kind yes. of. Yes. Um, because... Do you ever play outside of your medium? Do you ever make anything outside of your medium? Um, Honestly, not really. I mean, like I, I make pottery and I cook. That's it. Okay. Cooking. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's legit. Like that's I mean, legit. I, I definitely wanted to be a chef. Oh. for a long time and that was there also time you know for Boaten. you could do like a whole <laughs> like package deal where you're like i'm gonna bring the plates i'm gonna bring the mugs and then i'm gonna make you some food <laughs> yeah i mean honestly that's a concept that i'm playing with shut up i love it i mean my whole branding around monsoon pottery is it's first of all a nod to my thai roots uh-huh. and then um the entire branding that I've done around it mm-hmm. is not me thinking about how do I want to present this pottery brand. It has been a continuation of a restaurant fantasy that I've had in my head for, de- you know, decades. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I'm just like, oh, this is like... It's an experience you want to provide. Exactly. Ooh. I mean, and so I'm projecting that sort of aesthetic, that lifestyle in the imagery because I'm trying to take these ideas for this Asian farmhouse restaurant that I've always had. Oh my god! And just you know, communicate that through if my pottery. Anyone knows any investors? Email Danielle <laughs> at Danielle at monsoonpottery.com. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, put yeah. It out there, call it out. But like, my parents never wanted me to be in the restaurant business. Well, they didn't want a lot of things, and look what they got. I know. <laughs> you know what's ironic though is that now that they're nearing retirement age, uh-huh. they have legit like wanted me to come back and run their businesses for them but it's kind of too late now you know like, like I think he, yeah I think that if they had caught me maybe like three years earlier uh-huh. actually and would have before been, you got the pottery bug basically <laughs> yeah or like if they had caught me you know yeah some other time I don't know like I think it could have worked out but it's just really funny because they were like, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. And I was like, so why did you let me in the kitchen when I was seven years old? Yeah. Why was I making thousands and thousands of covers, like, you know, or prepping things mm-hmm. or just like, you know, and that's why repetition doesn't bother me as mm-hmm. a production potter because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I grew up making thousands of, like, the same thing. Also, repetition is very soothing. It is. I mean, I you can kind of, like, you can kind of get into, like, a meditative zone Ex- with it. Exactly. That's for what sure. I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Like, you'll be, like, in the middle of, like, making, like, 50 bowls, and then you're like, I have an idea for an Asian farmhouse restaurant. (laughs) And then you'll do 50 more bowls, and then you'll be like, I have an idea on how to, like, actually launch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, like, when I'm making stuff and I'm thinking about that restaurant fantasy I've had in my head, like, that kind of informs the work I make. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, it would be... Like, a cool, like, winter special is if I turn this oxtail soup that my family makes into, oh like, God. a dumpling. And that then, like, 
you know, and then like, oh, maybe we'll put some peppery greens on it and oh stuff like God. that. And then like, oh, what would that look like? You want a hard sear on the bottom, but like a soft top and like there's going to be that texture and color contrast. I'm like, what would that look really good on? I'm like, I feel like a long square plate would be pretty prosaic because that's been done. I'm like, what if we rounded that off? Or like, what if we did like a crescent, you know, thing I love it. in like a flat plate? And then I, you know, I start playing mm. with shapes and stuff because since I put in my hours, I can just sit there and I'll be like, okay, like, what about the shape? And I'll mm-hmm. like throw it up and mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, here it is. Um, can I visualize that mm-hmm. happening on here? And, you know, that's kind of how I play with it is that there's that. there's this connection between the food that I have in my mind. It's so functional, too, like you said. <laughs> that's right. Like, yeah. you're like, I'm preparing this to be prepared. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm basically, I don't know if I'm designing so much as mobilizing. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love, that's, I can't wait for this restaurant to come to fruition. <laughs> I'm going to be there on friends and family My... My whole thing about it right now is that like I'm I don't know if I'm like emotionally ready to confront that uh-huh. in my in my life sure. right now and so I'm just like that's my retirement fantasy that's going to be like my thing is that I'm going to have so much pottery at the end of my career that I'm just going to be like hey here's this 12 seat restaurant it's going to look like a uh, Frank Lloyd Wright in Japan on the inside and then it's going to be like Asian farmhouse cuisine, maybe 12 to 20 seats. I'll be in the middle cooking. And if you want to eat what I cook, great. If you don't, get the fuck out. <laughs> and I'll be like I 70 be and that. like weird and like dressed like, you know, like a bag lady. <laughs> I think we can make that. You you wore a cape here. I think we can get you in. <laughs> to well the bag before, lady society? Well before your, I think we can get you into this concept and into that outfit. <laughs> Well before your retirement. Yeah, and, and when I need glasses, I can't wait to get, like, thick, huge ones. Oh, yeah. You know. Get some, like, iris glasses. Yeah. You know, the big old Just be, like, ones. a tiny, scary Asian lady. Oh, like... I want to be a tiny, scary white lady, although I probably already am. <laughs> <laughs> we, we you look to... very friendly. Oh, I, I, I get that a lot. I, people... <laughs> People who will stop and, like, ask me things all the time. Like, they're like, do you know how to get... And I'm like, I remember being in Europe and people were like, can you tell me how to get to the Imperial War Museum? And I'm like... And I'd open my mouth and be, they'd be like, oh, you're American. And I'm like, no, but I actually do know how to get there. You want to dig a left? Um, yeah, I don't know. I it might be a, your hair. Your hair's so fun. No, I mean, this has happened when I was black hair, blonde hair. Mm. It's just so... I, I have a face. You have that aura, too. You have that approachable aura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I worked really hard on that in therapy. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I'm just... I'm interested in people, and mm-hmm. I'm interested in meeting people, and I like meeting new people, and I think people can sense that. So they're like, you're not scary. So back to being a woman selling, like, what... Like, what do you, like, craft versus fine art? Is that what you're kind of talking about there? Well, I'm talking about, like, if you're at a craft show or something and you're a woman selling pottery Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, compare that to a man selling pottery Mm -hmm. at a craft show. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's this perception of it being a hobby for women or something cute or something that they enjoy to do and therefore it's not really worth money. Yeah. Um, Because... Because if you like doing it, you shouldn't get paid for it. Fuck that. Exactly. One. Two, just because you're a woman and you're, like, making something that people use. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I get I get what you're saying. Like, there's, there's like, a, there's association. A, there's a domesticity sort of associated yeah. with it that devalues it. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I feel the same sort of 
um, disconnect with women in food too. Whereas mm, like if a woman's yes. very good at cooking, people are like, oh, you're so domestic. This is so motherly. And then if a man throws together. They're like, you're a chef. Man- exactly. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly, exactly what you're talking right. about. And that's why like all the fucking rich like personality chefs, like mm-hmm. majority of them are men. Right, because it's perceived that you can have skill and prestige as a man, but then it's kind of cute if you're a woman, and yeah. it's like some, it's like a hobby or and something. And it's like something you do to catch you a man. <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I hadn't even thought of that, but... Well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I also think, too, like, I like to do this thing where it's like, when you talk about representation matters, um, and then like women making what they are worth and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And you're like, well, when you, when I say the word chef, what comes to your mind? A dude. A dude. Yeah. When I say the word artist, what comes to your mind? Like a Jeff Koons motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so like, that's why you being out here, you charging what you charge, I think is actually like pretty radical. Yeah, but the thing is, is that not everyone understands it that way. And... We only need critical mass. <laughs> <laughs> That's and I, th- right. I think, too, you also, like, I think one, another thing is, like, you don't have to appeal to everybody in order to be successful. I would challenge that at the point of my company is at right now. I well, I think you have to appeal to a certain amount of people. Yeah, that's in right. order to be successful and keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. I think you can figure out what that number is. Yeah, and like the the probability that you will achieve that number is very high. Yeah, if you if that makes sense. No, I, I understand what you're yeah. saying. I understand what you're saying. It's just been um, very interesting to me how many other potters or professionals have come by and said, like, oh, you want to price that at what? Like, that's not going to work or, like, that's not going to – and, you know, I go to galleries and I see people whose work that is in the same style as mine Mm -hmm. and people who that I want to be considered, you know, commensurate with Mm -hmm. and – they're, they price their stuff even higher. So yeah. I'm like, hmm. To those folks that say that you sh- like shouldn't be pricing how you're pricing, I would like to offer a professional mind and find your own fucking business. <laughs> and a good day. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's the thing is like you just have to... You just have to hit the bullseye on the people that want your work. Do you have anything coming up that we need to let people know about? Open studio. Uh-huh. When's November third, okay. Saturday. Saturday. Eleven AM to five PM. Where? At my studio. Um, it's in West Town. Uh, if you go to my website or Facebook Which or is? Instagram, oh monsoonpottery.com. Easy. Great. Yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. And um, Facebook it's monsoon pottery. How much is your open studio? What do you mean? Is it free? Yeah, just come in. <gasps> and then you can shop and there's there's gonna be seconds. There's going to be samples. What? Yeah. So, so including like the newest stuff too. So like the newest stuff will be like at regular retail price. And okay. then there's going to be like seconds and whatever. What's a second? I don't know. Oh, this is a good question. I was like seconds of food. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm from Missouri, honey. We didn't have pottery growing up. <laughs> yeah. So a second is, um, it means second quality. Oh, okay. So like maybe mm-hmm. a little boo-boo? Yeah. Okay. So, we- so like a little crack or something yeah. or like a little chip somewhere yeah. but I mean at home like day to day I use seconds because yeah because that's your daily wear <laughs> yeah, you don't use your like $70 like goblet like I mean, to drink water from with honestly, your three-year-old running around I would if I like you know knew that like 
I should keep it instead of sell it. <laughs> I see. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're like, like I keep is... I keep the seconds because I'm not gonna keep full price merchandise. Right. That right. Could right. be moving out the you're door. Gonna, you can move that out the door. Yeah. That's moving right. out the door. And then a sample is um, it's usually a piece that I've used to um, like experiment with. Oh, okay. It's like a trial or it's like a sample um, size dress. Right? I, it's not super small though. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the um it's like the prototype kind of. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or it's just something that I made that's a one-off that isn't part of my collection or oh, hasn't like okay. I've decided it's not going to be a part of my collection. Okay. So it's not really there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just not wanting to merchandise it. Yeah. And so I, like the samples Sounds like there's going to be some good shit there. There's going to be some really good shit there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also, do you mm-hmm. sell online as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so you can yeah. go to monsoonpottery.com, buy mm-hmm. yourself uh, yeah. some beautiful wares. That's right. Yeah, and I have um, I have two collections up right now. I what? have, like, my core collection. Oh, my God. Um, and then I'm going to be updating that really soon, though, with this commission stuff for this dinner, uh-huh. which is, like, I'm really excited about it because it's, uh, it's an ink themed dinner, and so it's super like sweet ink and stuff. You know, unclear. Okay, but there's gonna be like live tattoos there. It's filigree suppers. When the fuck is this? It's Thursday. I would have plugged that too, but it's already sold out. Oh uh, um, well, but I feel like you should still tell people about it because that's pretty cool. Maybe that's something that you'll do again. Yeah, that's true. And people can watch the website or your Instagram. Mm-hmm. For it. Yeah, so filigree suppers is like a it's a supper club in Chicago that's maker. It celebrates maker culture and oh stuff. Oh my god. So, I celebrate maker culture. I love this place already. Yeah. This is amazing. It's pretty cool. I, I went to a dinner and I met Elise there. She runs she runs it with another business partner and um, Oh my god. So yeah, I talked to her about this dinner and it's this inked theme and they're doing um live tattoos and oh my god and uh this girl alex uh who's a studio assistant for another potter i know is uh-huh. doing them and she does them with the needle or whatever uh-huh. you know the point the stick and poke yeah yeah mm-hmm. i don't know anything about yeah. tattoos <laughs> and then uh yeah i think there's gonna be flower arrangements from azurai garden beautiful uh, it's gonna be moody and sexy and like Ooh, it sounds like it that's why i'm super excited about this line because yeah. i like I love to paint it black, you know yes. what I mean? I just love black everything. And okay. so I finally got to sort of do that for this Ooh, dinner. Ooh, that's exciting. So that's just going to be popping up on the website pretty soon. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then I don't, yeah, I'm going to be at one of a kind also, mm-hmm. <laughs> December 6th to 9th at the okay. Merchandise Mart. Ooh, that'll be good because mm-hmm. then you can go get your Christmas shopping done. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, if you come to the studio sale and you buy something, even if it's $2, that's right. There's probably going to be something for sale for $2. That's awesome. How yeah. accessible is that? So accessible. So accessible. It's like, do you want two Diet Coke? I can dive into that couch <laughs> right there and get two bucks out of it. <laughs> um, you get a, uh, you get like a free admission to one of a kind for two. Oh. Yeah, because that's a show that you have to pay okay. to get oh, in. Oh, for real. Yeah, but like if you yeah. have a pass, it's good for all four days. Oh, oh well, thank you so much for being such yeah. a wonderful guest and coming on and driving all the way out here. Yeah, uh, of course. Everybody check her out, monsoonpottery.com. Mm-hmm. Instagram is lit. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, And uh, potty. Potty? <laughs> potty. <laughs> well, that's it, folks. Episode music by Linen Bone at soundandpatternsmusic.com. Podcast art by Jessica Savage. Editing and mixing by yours truly. And to find out more, visit lifeofthepotty.com. Thanks for listening, and as my dad would say, 
Talk at you later.